civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Gary. Gary, have you chopped it up? This is not a test. Okay, let's get going. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. Gary has found the last tree in existence and chucked it in the furnace, so we can bring you yet another vitally important programme from Free Yorkshire Radio. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnip, and we'll be bringing you all the latest government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was early 21st century Britain. In this special Kringlemas episode, We'll bring you all the latest Yule Vent news as we have an interview with shopping centre Santa Stan Stuck. And there's a special investigation into the goings-on at Jackson Venison's reindeer farm. And as Soul Tide Yule Miss is a time of being stuck inside with people we'd rather escape, there's also a visit to Fish and Lake Prison. But first, here's a government update on what you should and shouldn't be using the national emergency phone numbers for. As we all know, the nation's emergency number 9999999 is reserved for dire situations only. And yet, every year the authorities have to remind us how to use it properly by listing some of the frivolous reasons that have caused people to dial the number over the last year. In the last 12 months, we've had someone from Wortley call in because they got their scarf caught in their own wood chipper and they were being slowly pulled in. Come on, people, this is Yorkshire. If you find yourself being slowly dragged towards an automated death, then you get yourself out of it yourself. Either that or crack open a bag of Worthitons and let nature take its course. A mother from Wetwang contacted the number to report that her entire family, all her pets and her brown bin had been abducted by aliens. Now, as we've explained on this show before, because of the temporal instability of the aliens who abduct from the Yorkshire region, you must now wait 467 years before reporting anyone as missing after any tractor beam events. So, please stick to the rules, everyone. We've also had a call from Tubmanton from a gentleman informing us that he was Vince Clortho, keymaster of Gozer, and that Gozer the Destroyer was coming to end our world. Now, we're well versed in interdimensional threats from unnatural beings here in Yorkshire, but due to a recent rezoning, Todmorden is now in Lancashire, and the gentleman needed to phone their emergency number 9999999, not 9999999. In order to simplify things, the government has given me a full list of the valid reasons that you may use the emergency number 9999999, and they are as follows. Your swamp mongrel looks a bit sad. Okay, and now on with the rest of the show. With Feliz Noli Dad on its way shortly, you'll be putting up the Christmas tree. Well, not tree, as we've just burnt the last one. But the government has issued cacti instead, which are much better suited to our new climate anyway. You'll be hanging the cramped tide decorations and planning a visit to the grotto to let Santa know what's on your list. But apparently there are rumours of a Santa shortfall this year, and many grottos are having to make do with a sack of red jelly and an MP3 of Tim Allen from 1993. Earlier, I chatted with veteran mall centre Stan Stuck to see if I could find out more. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. 
And I'm delighted to say I have a Santa with me in the studio. It's not the Santa. I'm sorry, children, but it is a Santa. It's a Mr. Stan Stuck, a Santa at the Wakefield Shopping Centre and other places. I believe you've worked many places over the years. I have worked all over York. So, Stan, you very kindly come in to talk to us today about the nationwide Santa shortage that we are experiencing in the run-up to Kringlemas. We can't get him in. You cannot find a good Santa anywhere. I'm doing my best. I walk up to people in the street and say, you should be a Santa. And they say, go away, you strange man. But at least I've tried. We can't fault you for trying. I can see in your cheese-stained, holy, woolly jumper there. Um, is that um, mud on them? I hope it's mud on them. Why wouldn't anyone want to be a Santa if they were approached by such a figure in the street? It's a mystery. I've no time for laundry. I'm all over the place. You're having to cover for the shortage, so it's kind of like a shift system. You get two hours in Wakefield, two hours in Bingley, and then a couple of hours in Slavit, if you're lucky. Exactly. You see, you're feeling my pain. So it's a mystery why there's a shortage of Santas. I mean, it's been falling 20% every year, year on year, for the last 10 years. I mean, last year, they kept the deaths down to two figures. Obviously, with the children going a bit wild in there, there's always a few accidents. But it's definitely safer than it used to be. Well, I mean, there are strict controls on Santa hunting now, and I think a lot of people don't realise this. Yes, you talk of the Santa hunting there. This is the old Yorkshire myth that if you bag Santa yourself, you treble your gift intake. We talk about the youth of today. Yes, they're violent, but they are very well organised and they do have motivation. They have tracking systems. They have secret signs, markings at the ends of streets saying where the nearest Santa is. Not to mention advanced assault weapons. I know. Well, that's uh, uh, school children getting advanced assault. I blame the parents myself. Well, there have been various raids on the Yorkshire Army Depot. There was a wire fence cut, but it was only cut two feet. Uh, yes. So it was definitely primary school children, they think, managed to snaffle 10 flamethrowers, a couple of air to missile rocket launchers, and a really, really sharp pair of scissors. And assault rifles. Yes. Which I suppose they have to operate in pairs because they're quite long. But you've now got the bulletproof Santa costumes, so they're on offer. Oh, yeah. So that should be attracting new applicants. Yes. You know, the life insurance payout, they've added an extra two turnips. What more can we do to attract people back to the position? I think we just need more respect for tradition. Mm -hmm. That's all. I mean, how can you have Kringle Fest without Santa? How can you have it? The little eyes, I mean... What else are they going to lob the hand grenades at? Come on. I've even had the reindeer fitted with anti-aircraft guns. So it'll be more than Rudolph lighting your way tonight. And there's our happy new song, Mess With Me, You Little Toe Rag, and I'll Blast You to Smithereens, which I think's having an effect. I think I've heard it on the radio. What's a mess with me, your little toe rag, or I'll blast you to smithereens? Oh. Any more of that malarkey, you won't ever see your teens. Come any closer to me with that hunting knife. Uh, cut off both your beans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? Christmas. It's what it's all about, really. So we've got the bulletproof Santa outfits. Mm -hmm. We've got the heavily armoured reindeer. Exactly. And now Santa's sack comes with an anti-temper device as well. So what is it that they've got to de-incentivize the, the kids? Ball-bearing anti-personnel mines. Okay. Actually, if you don't mind, I'd rather not tell them that because it's quite amusing. The look on their little faces when they set it up. Ah. That last little look before. 
Yes. There's no look at all. But, you know, Yule Vent is war. There isn't a war on Christmas. Christmas is war. That's the Yorkshire way. So as long as there's an equal amount of casualties on both sides, I think that's the issue that we've had over the years is that the Santa casualties have been mounting up, whereas we're just not killing enough children anymore. Christmas just isn't Christmas, is it? Mm. Without mounds of corpses. Yeah, well, you know, equally distributed mounds of corpses. Christmas is all about sharing, everyone being equal, everyone getting a piece of the pie or a piece of action or a piece of shrapnel. Whatever it is, there's got to be enough for everyone. Silent night, because everyone's dead. Which is my heart. It does indeed. Well... Thank you very much, Stan, for coming in for that fascinating look into the workings of the Yorkshire Centre. Thank you. Best of luck out there. I did notice a few kids gathering, so I think you might want to go out the back door. I'll lay down some covering fire for you. My bodyguard elves have laid down what they hope is a safe path, but I do need to move now because I know I'm here. Okay, thanks again. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. What a fascinating chat that was. And remember, if you want to be a mall Santa this solmus, just walk down the stairs backwards at midnight, draw a nice five-pointed festive star in the mirror, and say Santa Man three times. Don't say it four times, though. Not if you want your lower intestines to stay just where they are. Now, as mandated by our glorious government, Yulevent is a time of family get-togethers and enforced stays with our relatives. And in that spirit, we thought we'd pay a visit to Fish and Lake Prison. I visited the secure government facility last week, and this is how it went. And I'm delighted to say I'm in the office of the prison warden himself, Mr. Morris Savage. Mr. Savage, thank you so much for agreeing to let us in and be the first media team ever to see the inside of Fish and Lake Prison. You're very welcome. Very welcome, Lloyd. It's always nice to see a new face, <laughs> though we do get quite a few through the door anyway. <laughs> well, yes, it is Yorkshire's largest prison. What's the current prison population, actually? Just over 13,000. Wow, that's a fair old size. And purely criminals that get sent here, no political dissidents. No, we don't have any of that sort of thing here. It's all your average criminals from petty theft to grand larceny. You've quite rightly identified the broad range of crimes that go on in Yorkshire, the least serious of which is petty theft. Then we get up to traffic offences, doing your washing on the wrong day. Then it's kidnapping murder and then the worst of all of course is grand larceny we have a range of people from those who have stolen the music of mr tom petty petty theft (laughs) all the way up to grand larceny okay and so you're going to give me a little tour of the facilities to show me how you're rehabilitating all these people to keep the people of yorkshire safe so where is it you'd like to show me first i see we've got quite the gate to get through here first if you can just show us how to get through this yes famously my office has a huge gate on it well after what happened to the last warden they had to beef up the security I mean, they only recovered enough to have a scattering of the intestines after what happened to him. Yes, and if you look up on my wall there, there's still a stain that we can't quite get out. We put a frame around it in remembrance. But on with the tour, shall we? Okay. 
All right, so we're going to walk through now, and uh, if you can see down on the left there, there's the workshop where they work on useful things and also toys. Yes, I can see that some of them making toy boats. Some of those toy boats look a bit bigger than I would expect a toy boat to be. You, prisoners, what are you building such a big boat for? Well, I feel as though that the way that the slats move into position on the hull really helps me with my anger. Well, see, there you are. He's working through his anger. And as we walk along away from the workshop, I can tell you that all just gets chopped down and burnt at the end of the day anyway, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. You are. Never mind that, as you were. We're going to go into our art therapy room now. Hi, I'm Flamelia Brunsley. I run the art therapy program. With me today, I've got Juggy. Say hello, Juggy. Hello. Juggy's quite shy sometimes. Uh, yes, yeah, so I can see your workshop is adorned with many pieces of work from prisoners past and present. This one here with the red splattered into the darker red and then the lighter red with I will kill again scrawled at the bottom. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that piece? So I really feel that art is it about freedom of expression. So I won't go in and be all domineering and say, hey guys, you need to paint this and it'll make you feel calm. I'm not about that aggressive view of prison life. The one you referred to is actually made by Juggy. It's actually a departure because he used to carve his artwork into other prisoners. And so it's really exciting to see him using Kansas other than human stomachs. Juggy, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about what inspired this particular work? Absolutely. One of the things that I really like to do in the outside world is have a chocolate bar. So, you know, I'd kill for a chocolate bar right now. So that's why I will kill again. I just want a chocolate bar. You know, me cousin on the outside, he tried to send one in once, but it melted across the lake. So you're admitting to me, the warden, that contraband was attempted to be sent into the prison? Attempted, but didn't succeed. Therefore, not being an offence. Oh, I wish you hadn't done that law degree, Juggy. You're always two steps ahead of me. I'll get you again, Morris. I'll get you again. So you've achieved a law degree as well as practising art within the prison. I mean, it sounds almost better than the outside world, this prison. Maybe this is one of the factors behind Yorkshire's increasing crime rate. Well, it's not really for me to say. It's just that being here, it sort of tames my urges, you know. I mean, not for a chalky bar. Oh, I'd love one. Warden, oh, you need some in the tuck shop, man, I'm telling you. But it's quite dull here, but the therapy is great. I'm not having a go at you, Warden, you know, or anything like that. It's very nice, all things considered. Remind me where you're from again, Juggy. Oh, the hills. Fair enough. He's one of the hill people. So, Flamelia, what work are you particularly proud of coming out of the workshop? Slicey Joe has done some incredible work with orbs. He's just so innovative in his use of material. He made one out of jealousy the other week, which, as you all know, is very difficult material to work with. It's very unstable. You can't compare it to other materials in its earshot, or it will have a little tantrum. Sculptures like that, the jealousy can leak out and affect the prisoners. I mean, Warden, are you okay with this kind of dangerous, potentially explosive art being practised within the walls of your own prison? Well, the only thing that really holds back jealousy, in my opinion, as a material, is that it only comes in green. 
what we're going to do is we keep them all locked away behind bars, behind the bars. So you don't have to worry about them being affected by these high concept pieces of art. We've got our gallery of emotional artworks over here. And as you rightly pointed out, all of our artwork is stored in bars. So you can see that we've got a nice English pub here and we keep all of the artwork contained behind the bar. Well, there's nothing more secure than a nice English pub. I presume they're all got a feisty landlord in each one that keeps everyone in line. Going back to the emotional artworks, you've got the whole range of prison-induced emotion here. You've got your jealousy. We've obviously seen Juggie's anger. And we have a resentment. And the one that's moving towards me is, is that revenge? That's actually disappointment in last Tuesday's Taco Night people are really not happy that the salsa was just like tomato. Mexican night was probably a mistake. The current source of prison unrest is to do with the slipping standards in what sounds to me like a particularly good kitchen. I mean, I'm starting to doubt the wisdom of pouring millions of tax dollars into creating a, a cosy life for our prisoners. Warden, what have you to say about this? millions of dollars that's not really a concern it's the great yorkshire pound for us sorry i misspoke i must apologize to my government i meant no disrespect to our great national currency and i will of course do my three days penance next week and we've got a few cells free if you want to just get it out of the way now well maybe at the end of the tour you can give me a special lock up and we'll do a three for one Yo, what's up? you're listening to free yorkshire radio and we'll have the second half of that report later in the programme. But first, not only is there a risk of a Santa shortage this mistletime, but there's also been reports of a possible dearth of reindeer. To find out more, I went to Jackson Venison's reindeer farm, ostensibly just to have a chat, but really my visit was to find out if there are any reasons why we might be facing a dancer deficit, a backlog of Blitzens and a paucity of Prancers. So as I come over the briar of the hill in my open top cheek, I can, well I can smell the farm before I can see it, it's quite pungent, but yes I can see the jostling antlers in the distance, and as they come closer, a cold breath are forming clouds in the crisp winter air as we approach another Christmas season, the busiest time of year for the reindeer farms. And I'm just here ostensibly on a little visit to the farm to find out about their reindeer, but secretly I'm here to find out if there's any truth in these rumors of the reindeer shortage that might be hitting us this Christmas. So I'm just gonna swing this gate open. And as I squelch across the yard, I think I can see the man I'm here to meet, Farmer Jackson Venison. Farmer Jackson, good morning to you. Ah. It's Lloyd Becklesnip from Free Yorkshire Radio. How are you? Absolutely fine, Mr. Beckard Snip. You're very welcome. Did you You find us okay? Well, yes, it was hard to miss, really, once you get a whiff of that. Yes! That fragrance. It's nothing like the smell of damp reindeer and fresh reindeer slurry. Moisture is our watchword this time of the year because the smell keeps inquisitive people away, which is exactly, <laughs> exactly the way we like it. But also for the Christmas reindeer, if you keep them wet as that freezes, you get a frost 
mustard reindeer. It stops them running away, to be honest. We don't want to lose any of those lovely, valuable creatures. We want to keep them on the estate. So therefore, a little frozenness in the evening, just to keep them from moving around and <laughs> getting into places that we don't want them is exactly where we need in this lovely county of ours. Yes, they do look quite lively. I can see the man over there having a bit of trouble. Is that your reindeer herder? <laughs> Yeah, he just keeps them in line. He's just there to kind of <laughs> nudge them. Oh, oh, yeah, Cece's having a bit of trouble with those ones. Yes, uh, Arnold, put the stick down for a moment. Can you come up and speak to Mr. Lloydy Snippy? You, 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 you little sod, you wait there. I'll be back. Yes, sorry, Mr. Venison, sorry. So I'm fascinated to hear about your line of work as a reindeer herder. You've learnt all the tricks of the trade. Well, I wouldn't call them tricks, to be honest. I'd call them, uh, uh, what's the word? Management skills, we like to call them round here. That's the one, Mr. Venison, management skills. Okay, yes. Yeah, that's a good one, mister. <laughs> Some of them are quite small, I see, as well. Well, they're the young ones. As soon as they can walk and run and carry, then we love to get them on board. That small one, is that definitely a reindeer? It's not just a dog with a hat stand stuck to his head? Because there have been rumours of a reindeer shortage. Are you passing off these animals as reindeer? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you... <laughs> Basically, we can't use all the reindeer for all the jobs around here, so, yeah, that is my Labrador, Geoffrey. We can't afford any real reindeers to do the marketing jobs for us, so we have to get Geoffrey involved. OK, so that's the only fake reindeer you have in that herd. Oh, yeah. Because those other five, they look suspiciously like Jersey cows <laughs> with old Christmas tree branches shoved in their ears. <laughs> They can do much of the heavy work on the ground because obviously with our reindeers we need to fly them but we do need to bring in other resources to move the goods around the farm and get the <laughs> lovely pres... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. Your sense of humour is not being paid for, Arnold. Please. I'd better get back to work, Mr Venison. I'll see you later. Yes, I think you should, yes. Get here, you little son. <laughs> so, basically, we do have some of those uh, uh, stand-in reindeer to do a lot of the heavy lifting on the ground, and then we can keep our primary and our premier delivery service in the air. So you still have some of the flying reindeer, the rarest breed, the most expensive. Maybe you'd be kind enough to show us some of your flying animals. That would be a real treat. We all remember seeing reindeer fly over our homes from our youth, so it would be wonderful to recreate one of those moments. Just give me a moment. I'll just go and get Rudy out of the shed. Just a moment. That's your flying reindeer. Yes. I mean, now you don't need to worry about the um, strap-on rockets. Okay, Jackson, that's a painted pig with a jetpack on. Come on, that is not the magic that we want to see with it from our childhood. And oh, oh, the jetpack has actually started. Not only is he flying, he's shedding bacon as he zooms around the yard. As you can see, given the right conditions, we can deliver packages throughout the country. It's raining bacon, Jackson. I mean, I'm not against it, but it's not Christmassy, is it? Bacon rain. 
Oh, well, I think you're limiting your possibilities, if I may say that, Mr. Snipplebuckle. Basically, we want to innovate in this area. We can deliver more presents at a faster rate over a wide area, and the bonus being you have the lovely bacon as your deliveries arrive. Jackie, 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 who's the man? Oh, is this one of your children? No, um, that's uh, my good lady wife, and... Uh, how have you got out your hole? One of the kids put in a ladder. Well, can you just get back in your hole? You keep your wife in a hole. What kind of farm are you running here, Mr. Venison? I... <laughs> I mean, keeping your wife in a cupboard, that's perfectly acceptable. But in a hole, that's not how it's done in Yorkshire. Well, it's a nice hole. Mr. Man, it's a nice hole. Is it a nice hole? It's very nice. It's very, it's very comfortable. Have you seen any other holes ever in your life to compare it with? That's a good point, actually. But but it is a nice hole. It's quite warm down there, to be honest. It's warmer than the rest of the house. Yes, because we like to keep the reindeer at, a, at as we say, the, the positive ambient temperature of only two degrees. Then they can get used to the frozen temperatures because we don't want to treat them too well or else basically they'd just fly off to Europe. And we, we can't afford any others flying off. Well, anything but that. Precisely. I mean, after our great migration of 47, I don't think we can lose any more reindeer. Yes, I, I, I apologise for my previous intrusions. Perfectly all right. <laughs> if all this is to prevent another reindeer exodus, then it's fine by me. Glad you understand. And it's, it's fine with our government that you do what you need to do at this fine reindeer farm in order to prevent another terrible migration. I will let you get on with your business. Thank you very much for showing me around the farm today, Mr. Venison. And, and uh, I, I, I... Jackie, Jackie, you're going to come and visit, visit the hole later? No, back in your hole. Oh. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. Oh, there seems to be a bit of smoke coming from the furnace. Gary, where exactly did you get that tree from? Well, you probably should have taken the decorations off first after you stole it from Skelmanthorpe Town Square. If we're quick, I think we'll have just enough time to finish our report from Fish and Lake Prison. We have already heard about the prison's innovative art programme and their slightly more controversial Mexican night. I was keen to hear about Warden Savage's other programmes for his inmates. But so in terms of keeping the mood of the prison calm and respectful, maybe it'd be a good idea to visit the prison chaplain. I've heard you've got a very good chaplain in place in the prison. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. If you just like to follow me, and we'll go down this corridor here. And you... OK, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going down and uh, oh, it's quite it's a bit. Yeah, we're going right into the belly of the prison here. Is this where the place of worship is? Well, we had a mystic came in and told us this was the most spiritual place on the entire grounds. So we felt it was best to put our faith in this little faith area, if you see what I mean. Well, you know, it's dark, it's dank, the walls are dripping. I can hear the rats scuttling in the background, but a couple of candles lit in the distance are guiding us towards the non-denominational altar where the chaplain seems to be tending to another prisoner at the minute. Hello there, I'm Lloyd Becklesnet, and you're the chaplain, is that correct? Father Brian Sharp, nice to meet you. Lloyd, was it? That's right. And who's this you've got with you? Peanut, introduce yourself. I'm Peanut. Please, Peanut. Nice to meet you, Peanut. Uh, so, Father, you've been doing some terrific work at the prison. 
What is it about your approach that you think has been so successful? Well, it's just catering to the needs of as many prisoners as possible. It doesn't matter if you're Church of Yorkshire, Church of Marvel, the Saints, the Uppers, the Dinks, the Bing Bang, Big Bangers, the Broods, or the San Rios. It doesn't matter. You are welcome here. And Peanut, what do you get from visiting the altar here? As you can see from my tattoos, I worship at the altar of blood. There's some artwork upstairs you might be interested in. It's not about art for me, it's about the blood. And it's just really lovely that this is an inclusive space where I can practice my faith without judgment. Okay, and so is that five-pointed star you've smeared on your chest, is that your blood or somebody else's? He's <laughs> not going to do it with my blood. That would be weird. <laughs> oh, God, yes, not, yes. Okay. Not Sorry. some <laughs> weird joke. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, can you not? Can you not? Can you not? Take a breath. Okay, yeah, he's straining at his chains there. They're secure, I, I, I presume. No one's got close enough to check so far, so I couldn't honestly tell you. Bad if we got close enough. Oh, yeah, that one poor, <laughs> poor soul. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, is, it is quite damp down here, so they are going to be getting rusty. Maybe we can keep this interview brief. So the ritual you were in the middle of there, was that just a kind of relaxation therapy or something else? It's just about taking time to be present with myself, appeasing the Blood Lord as he speaks in my head is obviously part of it, but it is quite meditative, really. Father Shark, anything you'd like to tell us about this Blood Lord? Obviously, we have to make the accommodations for the chains, the goat pen and the blood. Luckily, in H-Block, we've got a group of prisoners who happen to be leakers. So, you know, it was quite easy to get the blood from those boys over there. Oh, it's like the ecosystem of the prison working at the best. There are some people like to shed their blood in the name of their religion, and they can donate it to the Church of the Blood for Peanut here, and he can summon whatever Dark Lord he likes with no particular blowback on that. Oh, no, we got Demon Slayers in C-Block, so, you know, they get a good look in anyway. It can be quite the battleground around here sometimes, you know. Sometimes we spill more blood than the leakers give us. I will admit, I will admit. Also, just as a side note, if you notice some of our prison guards here, if you look down, they're not wearing any shoes. Those are actually hooves. Ah. So we do keep the occasional demon, you know, because they're good at the job. Presumably the demons from hell are basically just corralling all the sinners down there. So they're just getting a kind of head start by corralling the people who will mostly end up in hell anyway. It's what I like to call synergy. It's sin. Yes, yes. You're a better warden than you are a comedian. Oh, he got me again. Is that you, Kyle? I didn't know you'd been made of guards. Last I heard, you were feasting on the unbelievers. It's it's great. It's great to see you. Again, that's really a testament to how inclusive a place this is. I mean, Kyle started out as a demon I summoned and let loose upon a rival cult. He feasted on their blood. Now look, he's got his own little uniform. He's contributing to prison society. It really shows the upward mobility available when you kill the people above you. So an inspiring story shows how well the prison is working, not just as an arena to rehabilitate, but also to accommodate 
the many supernatural entities that plague our land. You really are killing two birds with one stone, Morris. I tip my hat to your efforts and it seems like a good place for us to leave Peanut to his latest bloodletting. I'm just going to get out of range so I can see him sharpening his knife. And maybe if you can just lead me up to the cooler and I can spend my three-day punishment for my currency crimes. If you can just show me to where that is, Warden. Follow me and up we go, up we go. So in you go. I'm going to lock the door. Can I have my baseball glove and ball, please? Well, that's three more days for American stuff, really, isn't it? Oh, God. You're not, you're not thinking God. it through, Lord. No, no, no. All right, so six days of degradation and possible hell beasts. Would you like the vegan meal? Uh, oh, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not the vegan cheese. Absolutely. Have a good time, Lloyd. Thank you. Get the vegan cheese and I'll have yours. You shut up, Juggy. Okay, that furnace is really billowing now. Oh, it looks like the fumes are morphing into the shape of a man. Is that... Is that previous presenter of this show, Jacob Marley? I can only presume that he's returned from beyond to warn me about my behaviour, whilst the three spirits of eggnog tied past, present and future will attempt to change my ways in yet another retelling of A Christmas Carol. I wouldn't want my faithful listeners to have to suffer through that, so I guess that's the end of another show. Cheerio, and until next time, may all your brews be strong, may all your puddings be fettled, and may all your swamp mongrels be radiation-free. Ta-ra! Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, and this show featured Jed Quayle as Stan Stuck, Adam Martin as Warden Savage, Quemby Harley and Josh Wyatt as various Fish and Lake inmates, Colin Pinks as Farmer Jackson Venison, and Duncan Marwick as various other residents of Venison Farm. You can find out more about these wonderful improvisers in the information section of this podcast, and you can follow this podcast on the various social medias at Free Yorks Radio. We'll be back next month, but if you enjoyed this, then you know what to do. Please subscribe, share, rate and review. Thanks. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio.